0: Thank you for listening in. God's communication doesn't just happen. We must study the word of God and have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ in order to master the ability to communicate God's way. Seeking wisdom and guidance through his son, Jesus Christ, is how we grow spiritually so that our communication flows reverently through the indwelling Holy Spirit. Meditation on his word, prayer, and fasting. Listen closely with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander teaches us today. And
1: Father, we thank you for the privilege of preaching your word. Help me to preach in the power of the Spirit. Help us to open our Bible and read and write, meditate, receive the precious heaven-sent word from you. In Jesus' name. And all God's children said, Amen. Have your Bibles. Turn to the book of Colossians chapter 4 verse 6. Colossians chapter 4, verse 6. The word of God reads, Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each other. Let your grace always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each other. I want to preach again uh, and continue the message I started on last Sunday communicating God's way in the family I went slowly last week because there were so many truths uh, to glean from the text and uh, slower is better than fast and, and I wanted you to grasp it and internalize it and practice it so we decided to continue it another Sunday so that you can um, really get it down in the depths of your soul, communicating God's way in the family. We always will be working to improve our communication. With our children, you'll be working on your communication as a single, as husbands and wives. Your communication will never arrive. Communication is a critical component in families. And if we do not know how to effectively communicate with one another, then we will uh, be destined to have strife. If you can't communicate, there will be animosity, arguments, confusion. There will be misunderstandings. If you don't learn how to communicate in the unity of the spirit with the help of God, there will be hurt feelings. There will be broken relationships and even divorce. Divorce occurs Simply because the communication oftentimes descend into abuse and demeaning words and antagonism and all these kinds of things. As long as we have a sin nature, and we all do, as long as we live in a corrupt world, and we know the world is corrupt, and as long as there is a devil, and there is a devil, and he's out to destroy Your marriage, your children, your grandchildren, the workplace, everywhere. His aim and purpose is to drive a wedge between you and your wife and you and your children and grandchildren and extended family. Your communication will always be a work in progress. You will never be able to say, I have arrived. I know how to communicate and I can say it just right 100% of the time. No, you can't. What is communication? What is communication? Communication is the importing is the importing or sharing of ideas, views, feelings, thoughts. Communication is the importing or sharing of ideas, views, feelings, thoughts. And exchanging information between individuals with the desired outcome of understanding through speaking, writing, or some other means of expression. I'm going slow because some of you say, well, I heard this last week. Well, you need to read it to reinforce it. So many are here for the first time, and this is worth review because you need to know what communication is. Truth is worth repeating. Communication is the importing or sharing of ideas, views, feelings, and thoughts, and exchanging information between individuals with a desired outcome of understanding through speaking, writing, are some of the means of expression. Applying and integrating the word of God in our speech will elevate, it will elevate our speaking. It will enrich our speaking. When the word of God is integrated in our communication and speech, it elevates our communication, it enriches our speech, it matures our conversation, which, which helps us to better connect and relate to other people. When God is in your communication, when God is in your speech, when God uh, has his way in your communication, your communication will edify. To edify means to build up. It will encourage. People will be blessed by your words. When God is in your speech, your words will be a delight and refreshing to the hearers of the words from your very lips. As a matter of fact, when you speak in a way that blesses people, they will seek an audience with you. They want to hang around you because they know they're gonna get blessed by something you say. And matter of fact, it sounds so good to the soul, they say, can you say that again? I needed what you said so much. Does your words minister or does your words tear down, beat up? It's not one or the other, you know. How do we communicate effectively with one another? How do you effectively communicate with one another? How do we effectively communicate with one another? Number one. To communicate effectively, you must first have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You, you, you need Christ in your life. You need to know without a doubt you'll save without a doubt. You, you need to say, Lord, I believe in your death, your burial, your resurrection. Come into my heart. Save me. Illuminate my mind. Transform me inside out. I can't do this by myself. Inhabit my soul, Lord Jesus. Flush me out. I surrender my soul, my will, everything to you. And when you honestly ask God into your heart, then he will do like only he could do. Not with your heart, with your mouth, with your thoughts, with your living, with your behavior with your attitude to communicate effectively you must first have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ only the lord can break down barriers that impedes one's ability to communicate only the lord can break down barriers there's ba- there are barriers in communication there are barriers that stifle communication and the lord can break every barrier in your communication down. There's nothing that God can't break down if you surrender and let him. What are some of those barriers? The barrier of pride. You know, Shut up, I know what I'm doing. You can't tell me what to do. That's, that's pride. Uh, spiritual blindness. You're in the dark. You're spiritually dark. You know, you're, Satan has you blinded. Uh, hardness of heart. is an issue that we have to deal with when it comes to communication, the heart is hard. Selfishness, when you're selfish, it will break down communication every time because it's all about you, and when you can't have it your way, you just run off at the mouth, you're mad, you say anything come out of your lips simply because you didn't get what you want. Everybody else is miserable because of your selfishness. Another barrier is a bad attitude. A bad attitude affects communication. Sarcasm, you know, being smart at the mouth, cynicism, and mockery, mocking people, all of that hurts.
0: The Bible tells us that the tongue praises our Lord and Savior who is worthy of all honor and glory. Yet we must be keenly aware that God's word also says the tongue is an evil stronghold used by Satan, whose goal is to destroy the family. The devil will stop at nothing to keep us from communicating effectively with one another. The good news is this. As members of the family of God, we can rely on the living and powerful word, which is sharper than any two-edged sword. Listen as Pastor Rander continues. It hurts.
1: Healthy communication comes as a result of being delivered from the slavery of sin. Now, before you came to Christ, you were enslaved and Satan is your master. You're a slave to addictions. You're a slave to to the devil. You're a slave to your fleshly desires. And God is not in the soul. And you are held captive by the devil. He owns you. But when you surrender to Christ and say, Lord, I surrender, then God saves you. The life of God enters your soul. That's what salvation is. It is the life of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, inhabiting, living in the soul of man. Healthy communication comes as a result of being delivered from the slavery of sin. Uh, Colossians chapter 1 verse 13 says, He has delivered us from the dominion, the authority, the power of darkness. What's darkness? Spiritual darkness. What is darkness? Demons and devils. And all of these things and transferred us from the power of Satan to the kingdom of his beloved son. What a divine transfer. What a divine transfer. Number two, if you're going to communicate God's way, you must know each member of your family and understand their unique personality and temperament so that you can adapt your method of delivery to successfully communicate with them. Now that is very critical. Will you write every word down? If you're going to communicate God's way, you must know each member of your family. You got to know them. You can't kind of know them, you have to know them. And the way to know each member of your family, you have to spend time with them. You need to understand their unique personality and temperaments so that you can adapt your method of delivery to successfully communicate with them. Because no two family members are alike, you must be intentional and flexible when it comes to communicating with your family members. Husbands and wives are not alike. You may have five children. Each of those children are uniquely different. Do I have an amen on that? Some children, you can just kind of talk softly and they say, yes, ma'am. Others, you got to kind of raise your voice. And others, you got to actually put some heat on the re end. <laughs> I mean, they're all different. Some of them don't understand it. You have to relate and connect with, with them in different ways. Now, you love all your children. You love all your family members the same. Love them all the same. ought to be, not be any difference. Love them all the same. But you have to communicate with each one of them differently to minister more effectively with them love them all the same. But but you have to kind of, you have to know them in order to get into their world and and reach them differently to the glory of God. Also favoritism has no place in the family. Please write that down. Favoritism has no place in the family. Absolutely no place in the family. Colossians chapter four, verse six says, let your speech also be with grace as though seasoned with salt so that you will know how you should respond to each person. Now, underline that last phrase so that you will know how to respond to each person. You have to know how to respond to each of your children. You have to know how to respond to each of your grandchildren. Don't get so old and cranky that you can't minister to your grandchildren. Grandparents, you need to be able to connect with your grandchildren in a way perhaps that your children can't connect with them. Because they, they have them 24-7. When they come to your house, you ought to be able to talk with them and, te- and, and reinforce what the parents are. Uh, teaching to the children and not go against what the parents are teaching. That's right. You're not in a fear. You ought to be a blessing. Amen. I know your mama said that, but you don't have to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Now you mad, don't use (laughs) your grandparent, your grandparenting as a as a tool to get in that business and to be doing what y'all not be doing, and saying what y'all not be saying, and when it's time for you to keep the kids, they they are wondering whether you should keep them. Oh my God! Here they come! Here we go! I don't know what they're gonna do now. And you, when they come back home to the parents, then they got to deprogram the children. <laughs> the deep, your yo yo your, your grandpa said, what? You could look at what? <laughs> oh my goodness. All I'm saying is that speech that has grace will be loving, kind. I like that th- so that you may know how you should respond to each person. Your speech should be thoughtful and restorative. Your speech should be restorative. Speech that is seasoned with salt preserves and keeps conversations from declining into abuse. You know, speech that is seasoned with salt. Salt does what it preserves. Keeps, uh, so, so when your speech is salty with the grace of God, the word of God, the spirit of God, it keeps your conversations from declining into abuse, cruelty, Humiliation and embarrassment. It keeps your communication from regressing. Number three, if you're going to communicate uh, effectively, prayer is essential for effective communication in your marriage and family. Prayer is essential for communication in your marriage and family. James 5.16 says, Therefore, confess your sins to one another. And pray for one another so that you may be healed. Now, when you get right with God and when you're praying to the Lord, God will do some healing in the marriage, in relationships with the children and grandchildren, and extended family, uh, in the workplace and in the church and everywhere else. When you're praying, healing takes place, prayer works, prayer heals. There's power in prayer. So much power, until James five sixteen says, the effective prayer, effective prayer, of a righteous man, or a righteous woman, or righteous anybody who knows the Lord, can accomplish much. When you bathe uh, yourself in prayer, your children in prayer, your, your relatives in prayer, your siblings in prayer, It accomplishes much. And when you pray, don't expect instant transformation and don't put God on your schedule. Well, Lord, I prayed yesterday and I don't see nothing today. But God is, wait a minute now. It takes time. Sometimes God is trying to teach you patience. He's trying to develop you. He's not going to zap everything right because you just prayed. And maybe he can't answer the prayer because your prayer was so selfish that he could not answer it. If we live in a spirit of prayer, our communication will improve our marriage. Our communication will improve in our family. Also, it is through prayer that we are able to humble ourselves and confess our sins. When we pray... When we are praying, you know when a person is not praying. When you're praying, uh, uh, you won't speak harshly. You won't speak ugly. You won't speak with a bad attitude. You can't pray and have a bad attitude. Uh, When you're praying, you won't be speaking rudely to family members. Prayer helps us to communicate with God and our family. You know what prayer does? Prayer also elevates and revives our family conversation. You need to write that down. I like that. Prayer, it it elevates and it what? Revives. Prayer elevates and revives family conversations. It has a way of purging the sin out of our speech. Prayer has a way of purging the sin out. Out of our speech. If you live in a spirit of prayer, the Lord will reveal to you how to connect with your family in a way that you cannot when you're operating in your own flesh. These are some huge spiritual insights. If you live in a spirit of prayer, the Lord will reveal to you how to connect with each of your family members in a way that you could not otherwise connect when you're operating in the flesh. Dads, fathers. Are you the priest in your home? Are you representing God in your family as a husband, as a father? The greatest thing, daddy. As a priest in the home, that you can do for your children is to lead them to Christ. Did you hear what I just said? That's the, the greatest thing you can do. Is is not give them Legos. It's not give them a basketball. All those things are good. Footballs are good. I, I guess you say, "Oh, he just drab and dry." They won't, they just going to be bored. I, mean, I can't give them. The, I didn't say you couldn't give them those things. But I'm saying. If you give them all, the, what does it profit you to give them all of those things and you're not laying hands and you're not praying on them? And you're not leading them to Christ. The Sunday school per- teacher does not have to be the one to lead your child to Christ. It doesn't have to be the preacher. What about you? You know what? What a wonderful thing when you can say, I led all my children to the Lord. I gave them the gospel. But some of y'all can't lead them to the Lord because you don't even know the gospel. If I told uh, four or five of you to stand up and give the plan of salvation, you couldn't do it to save your life. Look how quiet it got then. The greatest thing you can do as a father and priest in your home is to lead your children to Christ. And let me say this, by the way. Thank you, Holy Spirit. If your children are saying they save and they come into church, but you see nothing spiritual about them. I mean, they won't, they, they'll, even when they come to church, they won't sing, they won't serve, they won't participate. They come and just look and they're looking at their clock and they can't wait till it's over. They're sitting there but their minds is everywhere else. You know, they might be just as lost as they can be in in your family name. You know, I, like the Draper name. These are my Draper ch- children, the Jones children. the the. Uh, uh, I'm trying to say, I'm trying to find another name, last name that's, that's not relative in here. But I can't because you see he talking about me. Your, your child can bear your name. But the greatest name is for your child to have the name of Jesus in their hearts. You, they can be at the church and lost in your house and in the church house because you don't see anything spiritual about them. Yet they came up in it, but lost, lost, no excitement, no zeal, no passion, won't serve. You got the to pull tongue and tooth. Maybe you need to go back to the old landmark and say, son, daughter, Greta." Do you know Jesus? And if you know Jesus, where's the evidence? You lay. I don't care how old your children are. They don't get too old to be laid hands on and prayed for. Dad, when is the last time? Father, husbands, when's the last time you, you held your wife's hand and prayed for her? When was the last time you prayed for your wife? Wives, when was the last time you laid your hands on your husband and prayed for him? Stop, stop talking about him. Don't put him on Facebook. Don't, don't text all over the place about it. That's your husband. You one flesh. You're talking about yourself. Come on, get up off the man. You can't gossip him into a right man. You, you know how he is. Why are you announcing it to everybody? Why don't you go to God and pray over him? Tell God. Don't tell people. All they're going to do is gossip. You know what Shirley said to me about her husband? And you go on and talk, 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 and then you end up leaving a man and then she got him. (laughs) Talk yourself out of your man. (laughs) I don't care if it's true. Don't run him down. Be quiet. Pray. The prayer of a righteous person accomplishes much. Be quiet. Hush. Let me tell you something. You want to keep your family together?
0: A family that prays together stays together. We can and will communicate effectively within our families as we obediently trust God to move according to his will and in his time. He will give us everything we need when we lift up our eyes to the hills from whence comes our help. Where does our help come from? It comes from God who made heaven and earth. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas or call us at 210-821-5683.